a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.
If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Welcome to the Heels and the Quads uh, Wrestling Podcast. I'm Levi. At Levi Dazen on Twitter. Well, hello, Governor. <laughs> I'm Tommy at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. We got those we got those different accents rolling this morning, you know. Well, I figured it was only fitting to start with a British accent, considering we're going across the pond and back in time to 1992. Yeah, I was one of the. I was pretending to be one of the hillbillies that got on a plane and went to Wembley. So, <laughs> well, I don't know how many hillbillies were there. I don't think there was any, but none against hillbillies because, you know, that's my neck of the woods. Some people would consider us hillbillies. Some people would just because of our location, but, you know, those people would probably be Yankees. I uh, (laughs) went to GameStop yesterday. Oh. And uh, the guy noticed my Bullet Club wallet. Yeah. And he had a Bullet Club pin on his hat. Oh, nice. And I said, hey. I'm going to All In, and my podcast is featured at StarCast. And he goes, oh, no way. And I said, way. You said, <laughs> and that's the whole story? Or that what? was the whole story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's always cool when you run into a wrestling fan out in public, because you don't, it's not, you know, not everybody's wearing NWO and DX and Stone Cold shirts nowadays. So it's rare that you run into somebody that, will notice your shirt or, you know, if somebody notices my shirt, they're like, Hey, they give me a too sweet. I'm like, Oh my God, will you want to be my friend or what? Are we best friends now? Well, and <laughs> yeah. that, that, you know, it, it, and the thing was, I wasn't wearing a shirt either. It was, uh, I mean, I was wearing a shirt, but I wasn't wearing a wrestling shirt. You weren't wearing a shirt in GameStop at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it was my wallet. So that makes me think like, how many times does a, does a cashier look in my wallet when I'm giving them money? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, I mean? hmm, how many like, cards does he got in there? Are you counting my money? Yeah. Which yesterday wasn't very much. I've been kind of feeling like a little kid walking around with the Bullet Club wallet because it's like, you know, if if it had the Velcro, it would be such a <laughs> little kid I was just about wallet. to say that. It would only be better if it had the Velcro. So you could like... <laughs> like, it's all a little kid, man, like. You know, they're like, oh, I got my allowance money. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. I'm going to GameStop to look at pop vinyls. Yeah. Did they have the Bucks ones? They did not. Still don't. Uh, I'm just going to have to order it on Amazon, I guess. Or I'll go to Heroes Hideout, NY.com. Yeah, and speaking of Heroes Hideout and Pro Wrestling Tees, you know, usually we have to hit you with these plugs. But yesterday we created some uh, pre-recorded plugs for you and we'd like to show those to you and you can hear them every episode from here on out. So the you ready? The one will be updated because 
Because you, know, you put dates in there, yeah. Because yeah. I put dates, but when those dates are over, then we just re redo it. Yeah, so uh, let's hit them with those plugs. Here come the plugs, and we'll see you on the other side with SummerSlam 1992. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the show. I know you're having a great time listening, but we'll be back in just a sec. I'm just here to tell you that you need to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash heels and quads. Why, you ask? Because it's our merch site. We have tons of sweet merch on there in all different shapes and sizes, and you need to purchase some because your closet is lacking that Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast t-shirt that you know you've always wanted. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Hills and Quads and pick up any of our shirt designs. Make sure for all of your Funko Pop collection needs, you get a Heroes Hideout NY.com. From WWE to the Bullet Club, you can use code QUADS at checkout and save 10% off your order. Also, don't forget they specialize in meet and greets. From the legends of yesterday, the stars of today, and the future of pro wrestling. Coming up Raven, August 11th. The Bullet Club, August 26th, J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T, Jeff Jarrett and Demolition on September 15th, Psycho Sid and Terry Runnels on November 11th. They will also be featured vendors at StarCast, featuring Young Bucks Pops for those Matt and Nick signatures you are dying to get. Also, make sure to stop in store in Rensselaer, New York, at 250 Broadway for not just meet and greets but all of your action figure needs featuring lines from the past and present. Heroes Hideout is your new access to entertainment. That's HeroesHideoutNY.com You know everybody's loving those synthesizers. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. Uh, we'll be working on the Collar Nobo and Zuba's one in the meantime, so... While we don't have those just yet, let me remind you to go to collarandelbowbrand.com and use coupon code Heels and Quads and all caps at checkout to save 10%. I was actually browsing the website last night and they have a ton of stuff on sale right now. You can get the Simon's Gym shirt for like $3.99. Yeah, it's their one year anniversary sale and you can save up to 75%. Yeah, but there's a ton use of stuff. Code Heels and Quads in all caps and save an additional. I checked. You can still save the additional 10% using our coupon code Heels and Quads and all caps to check out. Yes, sir. And I had a cart full of four shirts last night. I was a little wind up and I was like, I think I'm going to buy these. And then I, I didn't end up doing it, but I think today I'm going to make a purchase because it's a great sale. So make it, sure you go to, huh? It was funny when we were talking last night about the, uh, the plugs <laughs> And you're like, yeah, I drank last night, and I'm drinking again, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, what's what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I don't drink a lot, man, but I've been drinking the wine lately. I drank a bottle of Chianti two nights ago, and last night I drank half a bottle of Apothic Red, which is my favorite wine. Ooh, red's good for your heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My blood pressure is great today. <laughs> so. Are you sweating, though? No, but I'm, I'm having uh, lots of PPs. You know, so. that's good. But anyway, so com. Yes, they're having a huge sale. Yes, you need to go there. And yes, you need to use the coupon code heels and quads at checkout to save 10% on your order. But not only Colorado brand, you need to go to Zubas.com. Z-U-B-A-Z. I was browsing around on there yesterday, too, looking at some uh, preseason NFL gear. 
probably buy some Eagles stuff off there before too long. And, uh, you know, got my zebra pants hanging out at Tommy's, but I'll get those eventually. So make sure you go well, to Zuba. We're, oh. we're a month away from uh, StarCast, so yeah. might as well just wait till then. Yeah, I'm going to wear them to StarCast. Zubas.com, use coupon code Heels and Quads and all caps at checkout and save 15%. Your order. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right we ready to talk some SummerSlam? i'm ready all right i've been, I've been up since 3 30 a.m that means you've been up for five and a half hours now already and i'm on like my fifth cup of coffee yeah you definitely gotta you definitely gotta have that coffee when you when you've been up that long i remember yeah, when we that. did the x the wrestlemania x7 review i was up since like three o'clock just because i couldn't sleep I mean, so. I was I wasn't smoking crack, a la British bulldog, but <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't sleep, man. And I was thinking about SummerSlam '92, so I rewatched that. I watched uh, the SummerSlam Spectacular primetime wrestling episode prior to SummerSlam '92. I am, I am clued in and ready to go. All right, so SummerSlam '1992. Uh, this was in London, England at Wembley Stadium, uh, August 31st, 1992, Monday, August 31st, 1992, because it was recorded, uh, Sunday, right? Saturday, August 29th. Okay. It was recorded, and then it broadcast here on Monday. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wembley Stadium, obviously, I think this is the biggest SummerSlam crowd they've ever had still to this day. Oh, yeah. Well, it it was, uh, on the Wikipedia, it said it was the fourth largest crowd ever. And okay. they say probably actually the second or third because they still think that WrestleMania 3 was all a lie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's 80,355. That's the number written in most places. So, you know, you got to give or take a couple thousand there. Well, and Vinnie Mac even says it at the end of, uh pay-per-view yeah uh pay-per-view buy rate was two hundred eighty thousand. it's pretty good for that time yeah uh it was down i think it was 120 from the year before but up from well i guess you can say it that way up from the year after yeah uh three million six hundred and fifty thousand in revenue yeah, Just it was a huge gate. Yeah. And I, it was said somewhere, I can't remember where it was, but it was like if everybody in attendance had bought a t-shirt. Jesus. Yeah. And you know how many people go to wrestling shows and actually don't buy anything. Yeah. So. Uh, the show opens with immediate, immediately, immediately when it starts... It's Vince plugging Ico Pro <laughs> for everybody who cares about their body. Literally, slam brought to you by <laughs> Ico Pro for everybody who cares about their body. Yeah, Vince. And uh, SummerSlam 1992 was the event we thought we would never see. Yeah, that's the dub. Yeah, that's Vince the line McMahon there. And Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary. Bobby says he's the king of England. Yes, and whose corner will Mr. Perfect be in? I, you know, I guess maybe because I wasn't born yet at this point, and I wasn't watching wrestling at this time, 
Well, or no, like because uh, you around this time. Yet. <laughs> uh, I didn't. The Mister Perfect in somebody's corner thing was. It starts to kind of get old throughout the show because that's all they're talking about, and then the match is mid card, you know. And it's so. weird because, you know, obviously Mister Perfect wasn't wrestling then because he was injured, and he actually thought he was going to be done for the remainder of his career. Yeah, but the whole angle was basically centered on Mister Perfect. Yeah, like the match, flair, like everything was about Mr. Perfect and whose corner he was going to be in. And the the biggest pet peeve I have about this entire show is that Ric Flair is not on the card. Which is odd, but I wonder if it had something to do with a payday or something. I mean, I don't know. You know? Uh, apparently, from what I've read and what I've heard uh, through my uh, time spent on this, this day, <laughs> which it's, it's like I've already been up for almost a lot, some people's work day. Yeah. Um, it was basically said that they thought that a Savage Flair rematch from WrestleMania wouldn't do as well as Savage and Warrior. Mm. Which okay. I don't know about all that. <laughs> but I mean, Warrior and Savage was basically the like the U.S. main event, and then Bret and Bulldog was the UK main event. UK yeah, main event. yeah, because it's for the Intercontinental Title as well, you know. So right, kind of. Well, and, it, and you know, it, it's it's British the Beef Man. British the Beef Man Barber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his beaded dreads. <laughs> beaded dreads. <laughs> beaded dreads. Uh, his, dru- his druids. I'm delirious. All right. So, uh, first match on the card is Money, Inc. That's Irvin, Ar- Irwin R. Scheister. We're both. Here we go. Yeah, Irwin Tuesday, R. Scheister and... Ted DiBiase versus the Legion of Doom, Hawking Animal. Well, and if you want to be technical, the first match was a quote-unquote dark match. It was true. Two two dark matches, yeah. They were recorded and later showed on Primetime Wrestling. Uh, The Bushwhackers um, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated the Mountie and the Nasty Boys. Uh, Jim Duggan pins the Mountie to pick up the win. I watched these matches, and trust me, you don't have to. (laughs) Yeah. Then uh, Papa Shango defeated Tito Santana, which Tito Santana wrestled Ric Flair on that SummerSlam Spectacular, which was a great match. It was like 19 minutes long, and, I mean, Ric Flair was Ric Flair, so. Yeah, he was a man. But, uh, yeah, so LOD with Paul Ellerling and uh, Rocco. Yeah, I was I was going to say, is it Rocco, the little puppet? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So this is fresh off Hawk's uh, suspension. From uh, Roids. Uh, okay. This was, his, this was uh, their first match, Hawk and Animal back after Hawk's suspension. And they're not yeah. around much longer after this because Hawk gets busted again. So. Yeah, Hawk was having. Hawk always kind of had some had some issues. So. Uh, I guess there was God a, rest his soul, though. Yeah, there was a shoot interview with Animal, and he said that he was. Uh, kind of worried about hawk even riding down on the motorcycle yeah that uh he didn't know what kind of shape he was in to be (laughs) that's crazy that's your tag team partner is like not sure about you you know (laughs) yet they still do it (laughs) yeah oh the times though it was a it was a all right opener you know it was a little slow but i i like I always loved Ted DiBiase as a wrestler, man. Yeah. I like him more as a, I mean, he's a great manager, obviously, but I love him as a wrestler because ah, it's, just, it's just cool seeing his matches because, you know, you stop seeing them after 
not too long after this, a couple of years, I guess. Yeah, it was, he kind of stopped wrestling. Was it, like SummerSlam '95 or something like that was his last one. Yeah, so '95. You know. Yeah, '95. And then but I guess he was older. Steve Austin. That's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a decent match. Uh, nice I little some, opener. I have some notes. LOD start off strong, and then it's all Money Inc. with a very lenient ref. Uh, yeah. IRS and Ted take the advantage to Hawk in the corner. Nothing for Animal to do. They keep going back and forth, but the the ref just lets them go. Like they're not even like he doesn't see their tags. But when Hawk tries to tag an Animal, the ref's like, "Oh no 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 no!" There was nothing. yeah yeah. And that uh, I mean, it, it, you know, but it was still just weird. Yeah, it's just one of those like the the it's not exactly following the rules, you know, being kind of biased, but it's like you said, it's just to get heat and then get that hot tag from Animal. And then they go for the Doomsday uh, IRS drop kicks Animal, and then or IRS drop kicks, yeah, and then Animal power slams Ted for the one two three, and there's the win. And LOD wins at fifteen ten. I gave this two and a half quads blown. Yeah, I give it two, and most it's of that's quarter. The million dollar man. Yeah, exactly. Just because it's a, uh... I liked I liked Erwin R. Scheister though. Yeah, Mike Rotunda. Yeah, Mike Rotunda, Bray uh, Bray Wyatt's papa and Bo Dallas's papa. <laughs> papa. Papa. Um, uh, then we get a promo with Ric Flair, who isn't even on the card. And I have that noted with a sad face. Yeah, and he keeps doing the like, like. So are you being his corner? And then he like goes to say, it and then he laughs. And then he's like, would you be in his corner? And he goes to say it, and he laughs. And Mean Gene's like, what are you doing, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> he's so concerned about whose corner, you know. But, yeah, Flair delivered. I mean, at least Flair had some good – he had a good promo and just an appearance on the show. But yeah. I still would have liked to seen because if there was a Ric Flair match on the show, it would have made it that much better. Cause... I think I – I agree 100%. That was, like I said, my biggest pet peeve was... I don't know why he wouldn't be on was here. Was Nate. I mean, just put him with somebody, anybody. Do something. Yeah. But, I mean, had uh, Hulk not taken that time off d- during the uh, whole steroid thing, um, I think this would have been a great time since we weren't going to get it at Mania for Hulk and Rick. Yeah, it would have made this that much bigger, you know? Yeah. Big, big time marquee matchup. Um, Sean Mooney is backstage <laughs> with Virgil. Yeah, talking about nails, and I don't know if you noticed, but there's snot running out of Virgil's nose. <laughs> I did notice that. Yeah, man. and obviously it's dating itself because Virgil is too legit to quit. Yeah. So uh, yeah, then we go on to nails versus Virgil. Ver- nails is already in the ring. Yeah, he doesn't get an entrance. What was Vince's love for nails? Because I don't see it. I don't know. And the whole match, he just chokes Virgil. Like, that's it. It's three minutes of him choking him. Were you surprised at how over Virgil was? Yeah, kind of. The the crowd was hot for him. But, I mean... Because they didn't know who the hell Nails is. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Nails? (laughs) Who's Nails? And, And why is his name Nails? With a Z. Yeah, well, of course, it was the 90s. You had yeah, you have to have a Z, exactly. Um, it can't, it can't be an S. Is, and this is pre-Dudley Boys and Hardy Boys. Yeah, it's just... I don't, who did Nails end up 
being later? Uh, he went to WCW after this and became the prisoner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to uh, Old Japan. Still wearing the same getup, by the way. Yeah, I I don't have anything to say about this match. I give it like a quarter of a quad, if that. I gave it a half just because Virgil said he was too legit to quit. Okay, I'm with you. We'll give it point, uh, yeah, point three three quads. Out, nails chucks <laughs> out Virgil at three fifty five for the win, and then he attacks him with the nightstick. Not not a lot to talk about. No. Uh, Lord Alfred Hayes. Lord Alfred the door Hayes of the Macho Man looking for Mister Perfect. Whose corner is Mister Perfect in? I don't know. Well, we don't find out until you know we talk about it all show, but yeah. we'll find out later. We'll find out. We'll find Mean out Gene next. is with the sensational Sherry. Yeah. Who uh, is uh, going to be seen in this match with uh, her ass hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, it's out. All right. And we also see Rick Martel's ass and Shawn Michaels' ass in this match. And after at the end of the interview, she you know she's saying how she wanted the... Because the matches, you can't hit each other in the face because they're both so handsome. And, and it's funny. Heels. It's funny at the end of the interview you hear, Sherry, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote Sean. Sherry Let's Go Raspy Sean voice Oh man Yeah I Sherry Let's Go that, I still love that uh, That uh, story Nash tells about the first time he met Sean And the first time he heard him talk And he was like whoa <laughs> Oh yeah like he didn't expect that Yeah yeah, that big voice from such a little guy uh, But before uh, after this backstage segment, we see a promo which shows Rick Martel be getting disqualified due to HBK attacking Bret Hart in an IC title match. Oh yeah, the kind of back and forth video, yeah, the, the video packages. The yeah, yeah. And it's not really even a video package; it's just highlights, literal, literal little clips from like primetime wrestling superstars and wrestling challenge. That's yeah, Martel comes out and winks at Sherry. Sherry comes out and winks at Martel. Yeah, you know all the different the setup for the match, and you know. On to the match, Rick Martel, the model versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, it could, you know, this match could have been a lot better than what it was. It, the two I, guys. I have that in my notes. It's a nice back and forth, very, very evenly matched. Who's the heel? Who's the face? Very different for 1992. Uh, obviously, it ends in a double countout. But if they would have given this match more time, because it only lasts eight minutes. Yeah, it would have been better. I think if they yeah. would have gave this match a solid twenty minutes. It would have been the the best match of the night. Yeah, because the the first like five six minutes before the finish is great. Yeah, yeah. When the match kind of, I don't know. It was yeah, it was all right. But uh, when Sherry at the end of the match, when they're going up the ramp, Sherry is like keeps falling down with her ass hanging out. <laughs> like that's what I wrote down. Was Sherry taking tumbles <laughs> with her ass hanging out? Yeah, and she, I mean they were they were solid. You know, she took some solid bumps too. At the start of the match, she's taking Sean's pants off. As, uh, <laughs> she gets down there and undoes the belt and stuff, and very you know. provocative. Yeah, it was pretty cool for the World Wrestling Federation in 1992. And it's the Shawn Michaels theme song with Cherry singing. He thinks he's cute. Sean, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was all right. I mean, I, I'd I'd give it like two quads. I gave it two and three quarters just because I think it w- could have been. I like to think could have, would have, should have been. Could have, yeah, what it yeah. could have been. Yeah, and so, it, like you said, it ends in a double count out. Two, so. tw- I mean, two and a quarter. 
it, yeah. had it went longer, two and three quarters. But I love the Sherry faint bit when they go to hit each other in the face. Oh, yeah, and she faints. And, yeah. and Heenan's like, she fainted. <laughs> and, I and Vince know is like, and faints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, Sean Mooney backstage with the Nasty Boys and Jimmy Hart, and the Nasty Boys are talking about how they're the number one contenders now. Oh, the Nasty Boys. Yeah, they're pretty nasty. And they're not, for some reason, they're not the number one contenders, or they are, but they didn't get the match or something. What's up with that? Yeah, it was a whole cluster of, I mean, honestly, I think it should have been the Nasties versus Natural Disasters. Yeah. Um, I... Honestly, I like Nasty Boys better than WCW. Yeah, I did 100%. Yeah. I just think they fit better there. Um, but the next match, WWF Tag Titles, the Beverly Brothers versus Natural Disasters. Forgettable. Very forgettable, but I have uh, <laughs> odd seeing the Disasters as faces. Yeah. They start off, they start off the match surprisingly fast-paced. A couple of, like, blown spots. Um Match ends at 10.30 with a power slam. I gave it a quad and a half. Yeah, I get, I'll, I'll admit you. Quad and, and that's half. being generous. It's really a forgettable match. I mean, yeah. and they should have took some time out of this one, let the disasters just squash the Beverly Brothers and put time into Sean and Rick. Agreed. I think that, that would have been a, hey, you ain't tuning on that Frisbee, boy. <laughs> hey, no. I yelled at the dogs, you know. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Lord Alfred outside of the Warriors dressing room with a preschool art cutout of Warriors paint design on the door. Which was probably (laughs) the same door they used for the Macho Man's dressing room. Probably, yeah, you're right. Exactly. (laughs) And they just slapped that cutout. Yep. That, like, a young Stephanie probably did up. And Vince is like, oh, that's very nice, honey. Yeah. Well, before that was the Bushwhackers with Mean Gene, but that was, you know, that was oh, just yeah, there. Oh, yeah, I have that noted. And that was just there. Totally skipped over it, which you yeah. can skip over that if you go back and watch yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. There's a, I mean, it, it, dude, after further observation to this, like, SummerSlam 92 is great. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. Great, but after further observation, the matches kind of suck. Yeah. Like, there's, like, two good matches. Yep. Maybe three. It's just... And this, and this next match is very forgettable as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crush versus Repo Man, not seen in the UK pay-per-view broadcast. Yeah, that's right. It's former demolition tag partners against each other, and it's a classic Crush squash match. 
Yeah, he wins by crushing Repo Man's head. Crush crushes Repo Man. Like a crush soda can. And then Vince hits another quick Ico Pro plug and then the Mean Gene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the match was 541. I gave it a half a quad. Yeah, it's, yeah. I didn't quite tear it. I didn't blow it. It, it just kind of like, I sprained my quad. Or I pulled my yeah. quad, maybe. Yeah, like I, yeah, I pulled a muscle like lifting a, a heavy box or something. <laughs> like One of those you're supposed to team lift? Yeah, like it's over it's over 100 or 150 pounds or something. And you know? you're like, oh, kind of tweaked it. Yeah, like, oh, my quad. And they're like, you're all right? I'm like, yeah, I didn't blow it. It's just, you know, <laughs> it was Repo Man and Crush. It's not 2003 all over again. Yeah, I didn't blow my quad. It's It's Repo Man and Crush. They're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. It's Kona Crush. (laughs) Uh, Mean Gene's backstage showing the build for the WWF title match, which is oddly next. Yeah, and it's a long-ass video package. Yeah, they show a lot of the primetime wrestling SummerSlam Spectacular that I've mentioned a couple of times already. SummerSlam Spectacular. And uh, it's Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man Randy Savage versus the Nasty Boys. Oh, yeah, and they keep doing the hard tags back and forth to each other. Yeah. Slapping each other's hand real hard. Yeah. Uh, and then I have noted again, why the hell is Ric Flair not even on the card? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, <laughs> like what I happened, keep going man? back to it, like, the could, whole... Could they not have taken out Repo Man and Crush or Nails and Virgil and, like, put Ric why Flair in? Why they have given us Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels here? That's, you know, I was going to say that earlier, but clearly I mean, they, they had did it to... on the UK tour, but come on. Yeah. I want to see that match. And yeah. The, and, you know, Ric Flair's in his, you know, still in his prime here, and Shawn Michaels is a budding star, and you can see it. Yeah, he's and he's what? He's a couple months away from his first Intercontinental title reign. Yeah, he wins it uh, from the Bulldog, uh, Saturday night's main event. That's right. Yeah, so and he's blooming. Yep. yep. For steroids, as does Warrior. Oh yeah, that's right. And then the conspiracies began about is is it even? It's not even the real Ultimate Warrior. He's dead. That was, yeah, that stupid. was that, that was, was before this. Year, this? Yeah. Oh okay. That was right. WrestleMania eight. Yeah, that's right. And then you can clearly tell here, like, that it's Jim Helwig. Yeah. Because like after the the match at the uh, the spectacular or whatever, his paints all wore off and like hanging, and uh, you can see his face clear as day. It's like because. They, a lot of people thought it was Kerry Von Erich. Yeah. But he yeah. was already gone from steroids, so he's he's out. Yeah, it was Jim Helwig. That was kind of a weird conspiracy. Well, I mean, he had just... It looked like he'd lost some muscle definition, and that's probably from getting off the gas. Yeah, and speaking of conspiracies, this is also around the Macho Man and Stephanie time, isn't it? It is. So there's like double... It's like a It's like conspiracy versus conspiracy match. And then you've got the steroid thing going on. You got the sex scandal going on with the ring boys and all that garbage. Yeah, yeah. It, wrestling was not in a very, or the WWF was not in a very good state right now. Yeah, as you heard last week, I mean, uh, Beach Blast '92 was pretty good. Yeah. Which, and I'm comparing, I'm comparing that like a mid, not like a huge WCW pay per view versus this SummerSlam, and I'm like. There was more good matches on that than this so far because it was just WWF was so gimmicky, man. Yeah, it, it was it was very gimmicky, cartoony, and just too Papa much. Shango, you got Tito Santana's El Matador, like 
And they even say, oh, Matador, Tito Santana. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Uh. Just be Tito Santana. Arriba. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, on to the WWF title match. Ultimate Warrior versus the champion Macho Man, Randy Savage. I have it, I have it written that they're both wearing their quote-unquote alternate outfits. <laughs> they are, and I love them. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. The full, uh, you know, the full body ones. Other than the Ultimate Warrior, like, flesh color. Yeah, that, yeah, because it's like, it takes you a naked. second. Yeah. But uh, I like I like the neon on both of them, and Macho's got the hat, which you know he always wore the bandana. Now we're getting to that, you know, cowboy hat, Macho man. Yep. Uh, so uh, the crowd's super hot for this match. Yeah, and it's weird because they're very pro warrior. Yeah, yeah, they're very very for the warrior. Yeah, they even like at the end they boo Savage. Yeah. So. And, uh, it's, you know, and, but this is when it didn't matter if you could wrestle or not. You just had to have that that persona, and people so loved it. Where would you rank this as far as Warriors' best matches? Because obviously, it's got to be one of the best. Yeah, this is. Let's see, him and Hogan obviously is just probably the best because it's Six. a classic. Yeah, but I, I mean, I would say this one is second to that man, just because do think, it's. Do you think this one was better than the retirement match at WrestleMania Seven? Oh, what was that him Warrior and... and Savage? Uh, the first Warrior and Savage. I don't know. Let's see. This one was longer, wasn't it? I think yeah. this was. This one was longer. Dude, the dog just won't stop. No, go lay down. <laughs> right, lay down, please. You've never been so active during my I, show. I, I honestly think this is Warrior's longest match. Yeah, this is this is definitely his longest match because it says bell to bell is twenty eight minutes. That's insane, and that's that, that's like that's like eight warrior matches. <laughs> so I mean, Probably yeah, it's, more than that because they were usually what two to three minutes. I would, yeah, I would say that this one. I kind of want to say that WrestleMania Seven one's better than this, just because it's a little shorter and it's, you know, well, it's and, more crammed into a little one story. Yeah, exactly. Because you get and, Macho going from a heel to a face just, you know, from the time he gets beat until, you know, Miss Elizabeth jumps the railing and then they embrace and he's got her up on his shoulder. and the, Yeah, exactly. The kid in the glasses is crying with the funny, like, clown dresser <laughs> hat. Like, that image just will never get out of my brain. You know, I, I couldn't rank it right now because I need to watch that one again. But yeah. I would say that this is definitely in the top three. And so the top... Two so of the two. top three are Savage and uh, Warrior. Well, and Savage carries him. Exactly. That's why. This match, to me, is so good in a way because of the greatness of the Macho Man. Yeah, it is 100%. And that's, that's why this match was what it was, is because of Macho. If it, was, if it was Warrior and Hogan again, it would probably suck. Just yeah. because they already had their good match, or... You know, maybe if it was Warrior and Flair, that'd be good. Because yeah. Flair, Flair would literally have to carry, just like Savage, pretty much carry the whole match. And as you watch this match, 28 minutes is, you really pull back the curtain on how Warrior is in ring. Like he, how he's, limited he is. Yeah, limited. He's like, it's all clotheslines and power slams and the gorilla press. Like there's really, he doesn't have but five moves. 
And that's, I mean, that a lot of that's his character too. Because yeah. character's a warrior, so it's like he just has to be like fast and strong. Like he doesn't have to do anything else. When Macho Man is a wrestler, he's a technician, he's an aerialist. He he's he's balanced. Yeah. Whereas Warrior is, you know, one phase. Uh oh, they shake hands at the start of the match, barely, but I I Warrior pulls him in and then Macho like smacks him in the face. Yeah. I just I think that even Savage kinda had less of a match than he could have with someone else here, you know? I think Savage it wasn't was probably a... actually pissed that he had to have this match. Yeah, because it really it just I don't know, you know, it's a good match, but it wasn't a good match. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so it's so sluggish and just do you think uh, it's a good match to us because of the nostalgia i think that's the only reason why yeah and because it's and i think it's that and it's because you watched you've already watched like six crappy matches yeah so you're like, and fine. so you're like so jesus this it's the names that make this match yeah. and then you actually watch the match and you're like well that wasn't as good as it could have been and it's the title and it's exactly so you're kind of you don't want to say this match sucked because then, you know, so many people are like, I love SummerSlam 92. And I like it too, but when you observe it further, there's really two good matches on the card. And that's, so basically and this what one's you're saying in it. a nutshell is WCW Beach Blast 92 is probably better than SummerSlam 92. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and we'll get to that, but... Um... The run-in from Flair and Perfect in this match. Yeah, so that's obviously that's the highlight of the match. Yeah. Because everything else is just... 20 minutes is kind of back and forth, but like you said, kind of sluggish, too. It is. It's they're down, and they're taking a while to get up, and then it's one clothesline, and then you got to wait another five minutes, and then Macho gets some offense in, and, you know, Warrior controls the whole first, like, ten minutes of the match. Yeah, but Perfect uh, trips up Macho... There's and a then couple of ref, ref bumps from Earl Hebner. They immediately, Heenan starts saying, oh, I knew he was in Warrior's corner yeah. all along, you know. And then he trips up Warrior, but Warrior no-sells it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, I forgot. Yeah, for exactly. Uh, yeah. And then uh, when Macho goes up, when they got Warrior down after the chair shot, and he goes up to the turnbuckle to do the elbow, and he looks, and he does it like to Flair. He's gonna do it, and then he jumps off and gives Flair like a chop, and Flair like barely hits him with the chair. <laughs> but he, he sells like, the hell out of the knee. Oh yeah, Macho sells it, dude. Like he just got beat down with that chair. But Flair, like, I think Macho like grazed the side of the chair and was like, "Oh, I gotta sell this." Yeah. Which that's just Macho being and good. And that carries man. on in the storyline. Yeah. For yeah. the next couple of months, it's his hurt knee. So we got to give Macho Man here the Matt Jackson Award for selling. And anyway, yeah, he sells the knee, man. I, yeah. You know, we got to, we should, if we get to sit down with Matt, we need to ask him if this match was where the back selling came from. <laughs> yeah, because it's all about that knee, man. So he takes it from that. Yeah. And if, uh, uh, Macho gets counted out. Yep, so and so finish. Yeah, Warrior wins, but Macho's still champion. Then they boo. They put Ma- they put Macho Man in a figure four. Yeah, and they're beating on him, and then Warrior chases him off, and then Warrior awards Macho the belt, and they walk back together. They do the WrestleMania after. six Hogan Warrior. Spot. Yeah, exactly. Even though Warrior was exactly. Champion. 
like the warrior was putting over Macho Man, even even though Macho was a bigger star. And yeah, weekend. yeah, it's... it was weird. No. So after that, uh, uh, quads blown. Ah, man, I would like to have blown like four quads because of the names, but I'd like to blow three quads. I don't even think I can do that. No, 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 no. This is I, I would say it's a two quad match. It's two quads because you got to two and a quarter. Just you got to give because. it both legs because of who it was. And, yeah. You know, and it, and it was it wasn't a god awful match, but no. it could have been so much better without you know Warriors limitations, like you said. And if Savage was able to do more to Warrior, you know, it just it's worth watching. and the screwy finish. Yeah, it's worth. It's definitely should be in an anthology or something. I think it, it was... gets overshadowed because of the actual main event. Yeah, like SummerSlam yeah. Night Two, everybody's always like, "Oh, Bretton Bulldog." Exactly. Well, I don't. I, I honestly I forget. Match. The title match was Macho and Warrior. <laughs> you know, when I started this pay-per-view, I was like, I realized how many times I've actually watched SummerSlam 92. And this is the first time I really kind of looked at it and was like, yeah, this isn't as, isn't as great, man. It isn't as good as, as remembered. And I must have watched it last year or somewhat recently because as soon as I started watching it, I like knew what was coming next. Yeah. And, and so... it was probably one of those like you put on late at night. Bed, yeah, kind of exactly. In and out. You watch it for like four nights in a row because you're <laughs> just, just trying to, to finish it. it. Yeah, yeah. And you still don't see all the spots. No. Um, mean Jeans backstage with Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect setting up the tag match at Survivor Series 92 that never happens. Yep. Because Warrior gets fired. Perfect takes his place and uh, Razor takes Perfect spot with Flair Flair gets the title back the night after this pay-per-view airs in Hershey, Pennsylvania, but the match doesn't air for another month. Uh, Flair wins the title back. Razor assists Flair, attacking Macho's injured leg. Yeah. Then we get Kamala with Kim Chi <laughs> and Harvey Whippleman versus The Undertaker with Paul uh, Bearer. What a match. Taker's entrance is freaking awesome. Yeah, him on the back of the hearse, that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I like the highlight of this match to me is actually after the match when the bell is ringing and uh, Bobby Heenan says, Kamala probably thinks that's the dinner bell. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Classic highlight of brain. the match. Yeah, that's the highlight of the match, even though it's not even part of the match. Yeah, Taker cause... controls the whole. Yeah. He does one. He gets one it, old school in. Yeah, because uh, Harvey Whippleman shakes the ropes, yeah, and he flies off. Yeah, and Taker has to do the the tuck and roll. Yeah. Um. Ends in a DQ. This feud was pretty much all of '92, wasn't it? What's that? Him, all, pretty much all of '92 was Taker and Kamala, right? Or that, was that the body bag match too? The the whole summer, and then Survivor Series, they have the coffin match, the first That's ever right. coffin match. That's right. That's right. Which Body bag matches with Warrior. Which changed to the casket match. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ends in DQ as Undertaker goes for the tombstone and Kimchi interferes at 327. Kamala attacks Taker post bell. Yeah. He hits three splashes off the top. And that's when then Bobby Heenan says that he thinks that's the dinner bell. And that's, I mean, because when he's coming out in the hearse, you see uh, a, a casket in the back. And Heenan says, you're going to need a bigger casket or a coffin than that to put Kamala in it. So it kind of, you don't realize it, but that's what's coming. 
And then, yeah. And so after that was that it's another dark match that aired on uh, was it yeah, Wrestling it's Challenge? The Berserker versus uh, who was Tatanka. It? Tatanka. Ay, 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 ay. Yeah, another forgettable one. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even I didn't even do notes on the on the dark matches. No, I, I didn't. Them. I didn't watch them. I watched them and I was like, no, not even going to really talk about them. So after the Kamala and Undertaker match, it's all pretty much like it's like forty minutes of all <laughs> of British build. Bulldog and yeah, it's like all the build. Sean Mooney back Bulldog and his yeah. beaded dreads. Yep, he Sean Mooney's with Davy Boy and uh, Mean Jeans with Brett, and then you get the guys playing out coming out playing bagpipes, and Roddy Piper comes out to play the bagpipes with them. And I question is is he legit playing them? That's what I'm wondering. I was curious if he was really playing I, it because I, I was watching. I because I know there was a point in the 80s when he did it. Yeah. I don't know, but I, mean, I guess he was probably playing them. It was Roddy Piper. We'll He's give him legend. the benefit of the doubt. Speaking yeah, I give him five quads. Today uh, is the three-year anniversary of the death of Roddy Piper. Rest in peace, Roddy Piper. I have a, I have a lighter, one of those giant lighters with him on it. That's my memoir to him. You should light a candle. With it, yeah. Speak, speaking of which, I uh, want to send a shout-out to Jerry the King Lawler. Yep. And our condolences on the death of Brian Christopher, who obviously we were big fans of growing up. Yeah. Uh, Nic- uh, Nikolai Volkov, uh-huh. rest in peace. And Brown... Brickhouse Brown. Brickhouse Brown, yeah. Who was, who was big in the southern states, uh actually holds a defeat against The Rock when he was in Memphis. Yeah. And Jerry Lawler. He's a legend, man. Those three three legends, you know. Bummer, dude. It was you will. Sunday sucked. Yeah, that was a lot of deaths, man, in one in one like twenty four hour period. So yeah. uh you know, condolences sent out to those families. Uh so I mean, there's, you know, all the build to this man. Then they show the video package, and then they talk to Diana Smith. Diana Hart Smith, excuse me. Yeah, she's got a hyphen. And she's like Julia Louis-Dreyfus. The whole match and the whole inter- – she just got that blank stare on her face. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to sell the fact that she's like, oh, oh, you know. She's like, so invested in it, and you know she's hating it. She yeah, exactly. Yeah. But- I, I, she got a payday no. for it. Do you think she gets a payday, or does Bulldog just get a little bit more of a taste? I'm sure she got twenty bucks or something for <laughs> whatever some screen time, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you think since her name was Diana, that's why they really pushed her because of Princess Diana, and this being in maybe? Uh, I mean, I was maybe. thinking that the whole time I was watching this match, I was like. Maybe that's why she was on screen and in yeah. the crowd. Yeah. And they just play her to be like this big. I mean, she's such a big part. Like, not really. No. It, and, you know, Brett, they, well, they both kind of cut the promo on that. Or Brett cuts the promo on that about how, you know, I introduce you to my sister. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> and then my two brother-in-laws are smoking crack for a week. <laughs> So was that who can? Did anybody confirm that? Because that's always been the rumor. Brett. Oh, he confirmed that. Yeah, Brett confirmed it. Okay, yeah, because he was uh, up all night. What I always heard was he was up all night smoking crack and drinking, and he had to carry the match with the anvil, dude. 
Yeah, like, yeah. Because <laughs> I guess, well, here's the, the, the backstory to the match. So Bret Hart, like, is thinking up this match the whole summer after Vince tells him, you know, it's going to be you and Davey. It's not going to be you and Sean because we're not doing it in London, or we're not doing it in uh, Landover, Maryland. Uh, we're doing it in London. So it's going to be you and Davey Boy. So yeah. Brett thinks up this whole match, tries to call uh, British Bulldog for like two months. He won't return his calls. Uh, Brett talks to Diana. She's like, I don't know. Like he's he's got problems. I don't know what's going on. He's never home. Uh, he's smoking but this, crack. But this is during his, uh, I guess he had staph infection in his knee. Oh, okay. And Brett even said he doesn't, you know, think that was a legit thing he just thinks he was out smoking crack with the anvil that's all i mean that's a pretty long crack bender dude yeah and it was like he he didn't sleep for like 24 or 48 hours before the plane ride to london yeah like he (laughs) i mean i would feel like shit in this match but he looked i mean he looked fine but you could definitely it's funny because i know this is the backstory that i every time i see davy boy in this i look at his eyes because i'm like does he got the crack eyes and he's kind of got the beady, glossy crack eyes. He just doesn't have massive pupils. Yeah. You know, so. And uh, Brett, you know, this is a lot of this is from Kayfabe commentaries when Brett was on there doing yeah. the line. Um, but he was talking about how the night before he went over the match with British Bulldog and then the next day at the stadium, they went over it, went over it again, all the way up until the match. And then. We forgot they, the whole match. We get They get in that first lock up and bulldog goes i'm fooked yeah and it turns out to be a great match i didn't and and brett even said he he admits he's like this is the only match you see bret hart talking in a match because he's having to he's having to call everything yeah to the bulldog right there (laughs) well his brain is like like his his brain's tired, you know. Yeah. He's like he needs to go to bed, and he's he probably needs to drink some water too, you know. <laughs> so I advise drinking always water. worried about hydration. Yeah, I'm always worried about that. But I mean it. It was a it was a fantastic it was a match. Damn good match, dude. Yeah, Bulldog. Bulldog super hot. Yeah, Bulldog super hot with the crowd, of course, because he's like you know he's like a hometown hero. And he and he came out with Lennox Lewis, which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah, the boxer. I was I was a fan of his growing up as well as Tyson. So anytime like the crossovers happened, it was a really big deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh the matches the match is all, you know, with Brett being kind of the leader of it. It's all pretty technical. You know, there's a lot of there's well, a lot of Brett stuff. I think stuff. a lot of that is because he had a feeling he was going to have to go over this. Yeah, and, you know, when you get him in a hold, you can tell him, hey, next, you know, turnbuckle, clothesline, well, yeah, I mean, whatever. you can flat out see him saying it. Yeah, yeah, you totally can. And you can see his mouth moving, what's coming up, and then it happens, and you're like, I knew that was coming because I just saw him out the words. Yep. Um, but, I mean, even with that, damn good match. And yeah, it turns out to be an absolute classic, regardless of the situation, you know. I think it's definitely one of those that, like, like you said, when you think of SummerSlam 92, you immediately think Bulldog and Bret Hart. Yeah, and you're you think, like, what you else was on that of, card? You think of the celebration at the end. Yeah, exactly. The pyro and, going off. 
you know, their brother-in-laws again, Bulldog's just ready to go hit a rock. And, uh, rest in peace to Bulldog too. God, I love that guy, man. And and that, you know what? We always talk about it. Like who should have been champion. He should have been champion. We've mentioned it before. I remember. Yeah. Bulldog was talking about his, his later run when he came out in the jeans. Like he yeah. got one shot. It was like that six one pack challenge only. or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, Unforgiven. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I "This that. is the time they should have just put it on the bulldog." Yeah, he was the one championship he needed to be a Grand Slam. Yep, he was the inaugural European champion, right? Mm-hmm. I think he was the inaugural. Ch- yeah, and I, I mean, I think he could have took it off uh, Sean too later when they had their matches. Yeah, but. Yeah, he was he's a hundred percent underrated as far as like he needed to be the the heavyweight champion. But you know he's a he's an intercontinental champ and European champ, and he got his dues. But and tag champ, but you he know could have, he could have used some more. He could have used a bigger push, and I think he exactly. would have got it had he not had he stayed off the juice. Yeah, I'm sure that kind of had something to do with it. But he also might have not, you know. Hogan was on the juice. Everybody, uh, Warrior was on the juice, and they were champions. So you know, maybe it's a Vince thing. Yeah. Maybe uh, he just didn't have a hard on for uh, for Davy. For Davy, yeah. The the one thing I wanted to talk about this match, the one spot, was that lay down sharpshooter. Yeah. Did you hear the story behind that? No, I did not. How Brett woke up his wife to see if it would work. Like he dreamed that spot. And woke her up in the middle of the night and put it on her. <laughs> no, I did not. I did floor, not hear yeah, that story. Yeah, he woke her up and told her to lay down the floor. He laid down beside her and did that that exact spot. And that's oh, how I got put into that match because he he just wanted to see if it would work and it did. So, old Bretsky, Brett the Hitman, <laughs> great wrestler, man. But and, Bulldog uh, was even better in this match. <laughs> uh, how many quads? <laughs> I, I give it a four. I give it four quads, but oh, yeah. it's definitely a classic, and classic. it's definitely an amazing match for the circumstances. Um, I mean, even take out the circumstances, it was still you know, I mean, four stars, yeah. four quads, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, the celebration, of course, with Diana, and of course, she like you can see like Brett like kind of lead her to the other side of him, and then she's like, "Nope, got to be in the middle." Yep. And she's got both of their hands up. Uh, and then the pay-per-view Confetti. ends with the pay-per-view ends with Vince going, what a summer slam. Yeah. <laughs> like some the of the whole, the whole pay-per-view, he's like, hey, like in like a falsetto voice. Yeah. And then the Vince growl at the end, like that, that sold yeah. me on it. I was like, I could watch this again just for that. His his commentary voice really gets to me sometimes because, yo, know, when he's sitting there talking, he's got like oh the whole time like this. What a and maneuver! I'm like, and I'm like, dude, like bring your voice down. We know how you talk. Yeah. You know, wow. talk normal. You don't. Heenan's not making it a. He's not having a stroke doing it. You know. So, <laughs> do you think it, a lot of that was because everybody was so pro Gorilla Bobby? Probably, yeah. And he yeah. was just because he was trying to. Because you know I. Vince, love the guy, man, but he was definitely not my favorite commentator because no. it gets on my nerves. But I, I still like it once in a while. Yeah, I mean, like the mid '90s stuff when he's kind of like gotten better at it. Yeah, he's it's all right, but 
you know, and it was like, it, what was it, 97 when he came forward as the owner? That's when he stopped doing commentary? Yeah. But it's like it's like whiskey to me. Like, I don't need it, but every once in a while I'd like to taste it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Just let me smell the bottle, please. Yeah. Um, so overall, I mean, what do you think about the show? Man. After rewatching it. The, the amount of quads that weren't blown in this d- is, can't. Are, it, they're like more than is more like if there was a chart of quads colored in yeah like the amount of empty spaces yeah there's a lot of people walking away from this still you know we don't want anybody to walk away from a pay-per-view you know no. blown out so i mean i would say you know it, it's a it's a super nostalgic show and it is what it is but i mean i'm going two and a half three quads man out of five. Uh, I was going to say I'd give it between two and two and a half. I'm yeah. Not, I won't go any higher than that, even with the main event being what it was. No, I'm a, I'm a two and a half. I'm two and a halfer. It's just. It's it's the main event, you know, and the Warrior not, and Savage is what it was, but it was, there's two matches. It's not as good as everybody remembers, like what they think they remember. No, it's just, it's just, and, and you know, we are coming off the heels of the Beach Blasts, which were both good shows. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like I'm comparing 1992 wrestling from one company to another and definitely WCW is better. You know, they just had WWF was doing better. They were. Yeah, exactly. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. It was probably the gimmicky stuff, too. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's so Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask Regina, do you like to compete? I say bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Ah, I don't know. I love it, though. I I, I can sit and watch any year of WWF, you know. Or WWE, and it's. I'll find some way to enjoy so this, it. This one, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like last night, I'm like drink. I'm like sitting there drinking wine. And I'm watching this, and I start getting pissed at the Randy Savage and uh, Warrior match because I'm like, how much longer is this gonna go on? Did you throw your wine glass at Mariah? No, I downed it. I was just vaping really hard. And... <laughs> She's like, "What's wrong?" And you're like, "Just don't talk to me right now." <laughs> I'm like, I just I had to watch a long show. I need that a minute. Was... Yeah, but I knew, you know, and I even saved Brett and Bulldog for this morning. I was like, I'm going to save that match for the morning because I know I'm going to enjoy it. It'll start my day off good. So, but yeah, that's definitely the highlight of the night. I got to talk about this show for an hour and then I have to go to my real job. Yeah, exactly. Do inventory. Yay. Yeah, so great one. Great day. But uh, Summer 792 makes up for that, you know. It's a good, such a good show. Um, sarcasm, yeah. but yeah, it was it, it was decent. It was what it was, man. Two and a half. I give it two and a half quads, and that's just because of the 
the one match that was for sure good and the other one that could have been better. And I then maybe forward, the, I look forward to next week, especially because uh, SummerSlam's fun. Yeah, I like the SummerSlam. Um, anything in the last few years has been garbage. Yeah, 2015 was all right when Seth Rollins won both titles, you know. But and then I'm the a year Seth before guy. was when Finn Daniel won. Bryan. Or, oh no, the 2016 was the year Finn won. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Uh, or he lost. He got screwed over at 2014 or something. SummerSlam's kind of been. I don't know. WWE treats it weird here lately. They like make sure it's not better than WrestleMania. Yeah, and it's like, well, if it is, so what? It's been months, and we still got months to to build on. So exactly, put so out just, the best product you can put out, and stop letting TV writers write your product. Yeah, like just let the wrestlers do their thing, like here. Yeah, so exactly. Good. You have ten minutes. Go out there and kill it. Like that's all you need to do is tell it's, them. It's Vince, Pat Patterson, and Bruce Pritchard sitting by the pool in Connecticut, writing a show or writing yeah. here. Yeah, and now it's just now it's like fifty guys in one room. Like, what if we make and the it's match rotating? Suck? Like, you can see it online all the time. There's oh yeah, job openings for writers it's like, all the time. Why? I don't know, man. It's just yeah. it, the writing's bad. But so I think I think we do like a later mid like to attitude era next week, maybe. Yeah. Because I think the I think the obvious culmination of the first year of our SummerSlam coverage will be '98 because of the 20 years, yeah, and it's a good one. It's not bad. It's a good one. Which it could, you know, there's. I remember watching that one recently too, because during August I just watched SummerSlam, and I'm oh, sure yeah, you do it, too. I but did. it's. It I remember <laughs> watching some '98, uh, and there's a couple matches that I'm like, yeah. There's like one or two matches where it's like, yeah, this isn't as good as I, it was when I was a kid. Yeah. But, but it's 98 still, screen, so. and you you go back to that time. Yeah, you know, of course. I remember watching this. Not on a VHS, thanks, Dad. And it's always been, I remember being in school, like, and SummerSlam's always the night before school starts back. <laughs> yeah. Always. I'd always. be like, oh, cool, I can stay up and watch SummerSlam. And then it's like, no, you go to school the next day. I'm like, damn it, why is it always the night before school goes back? <laughs> damn it, Always. Pal. Damn it, pal. <laughs> I'm like, I turn into a little Vince. All right, so uh, we'll discuss the poll. We'll get it up today for next week. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a later, later yeah. 90s, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to lead into the 2000s at all, or just yeah. Like oh 90s? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. cool. Absolutely. Sounds good. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. <sighs> so you heard the plugs earlier. You know, go back and listen to those. You'll hear we me. We made again. those. Yeah, we made those. Yeah, right at the end, we made those especially for you. Uh, got yeah. the sense just to make it not so pushy. Like you got yeah, exactly. a nice little groove going, something to you know, a funky groove to bleep to. Um, yeah. I, I censored myself. The beeper. Uh, so yeah, I mean, SummerSlam '92 in the books. Bucket, Dano. At least we uh, started with a lackluster one. Yeah, it, I had high hopes. And then I was bummed. Yeah, it's, you know. Hope everybody enjoyed it, though. Yeah, and we'll we be back with Brandon Cutler. He was oh, away for my. years, and he's back. He's back. And, uh, yeah, he was on uh, the last episode of Being the Elite, too. You see him in the kitchen. Yep. 
That's right. With the uh, Luigi gate, which was hilarious, by the way. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, and that new all-in match, the Young Bucks match, got announced. Yep. Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi versus uh, Ray, uh, Pentagon, and who's the other dude? It's, it's Ray, uh, Phoenix, or and Phoenix, yeah, uh, not Pentagon. Bandito. Bandito, yeah, that's right. That was Matt's pick. Yeah. Um, and that Matt's, was Nick's pick. Or Nick's pick. It was his no. birthday wish. Well, that was the match, but it was Matt's pick to book him, Bandito. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Yeah, we'll watch it. We'll watch it. Yeah, go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to work, and uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at Heels and Quads. Follow us on Instagram at Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Follow me at Levi D. Zendel. Follow me at Mr. Tommy Walter. Don't forget to subscribe, please. Leave a review, please. Leave an honest star rating. One to honest. five. But if you Ernest. give us a one, tell us why. If you give us five, tell us why. So as long as you're listening on Apple Podcasts and not Google Play Music, leave a review. Subscribe. Tell us what you think. If you like it, tell us you like it. If you hate it, tell us you hate it. If you didn't like this episode, we'd probably be understandable. <laughs> yeah, it's totally understandable. But we'll make it up to you with some better SummerSlams. Yeah. There's probably going to be people that are going to be a little mad that we're like, yeah, SummerSlam 92 wasn't that great. Yeah, we're, we're shitting all over it, and they're going to be pissed about it. Because there's so many people that are like, it's one of the best SummerSlams of all time. No, hate to burst your bubble, but it's totally not. We had there's... Nails versus Virgil. Yeah, that that dumbs down <laughs> that the car alone, enough. That alone, like, what do we give it? Not a, a quarter match. of a quad? Yeah, I'd rather yeah. have seen the, the Hacksaw Bushwhackers mounting Nasty Boys match on the pay-per-view than Nails and Virgil. Yeah, and Crush and Repo Man. Or Papa Shango and Tito Santana. Like, put that match on. That probably, I would have loved to have seen that one yeah. instead, but, you know, it's uh, it's kind of like today's product, you know. There's these, these matches exist in today's WWE, so it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. All right, so we'll talk to you tomorrow. Brandon Cutler. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Make sure for all of your Funko Pop collection needs, you go to heroesheadoutny.com. From WWE to the Bullet Club, you can use code QUADS at checkout and save 10% off your order. Also, don't forget, they specialize in meet and greets. From the legends of yesterday, the stars of today, and the future of pro wrestling. Coming up, Raven, August 11th. The Bullet Club, August 26th. J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T. Jeff Jarrett and Demolition on September 15th. Psycho Sid and Terry Runnels on November 11th. They will also be featured vendors at StarCast. Featuring Young Bucks Pops for those Matt and Nick signatures you are dying to get. Also, make sure to stop in store in Rensselaer, New York at 250 Broadway for not just meet and greets, but all of your action figure needs featuring lines from the past and present. Heroes Hideout is your new access to entertainment. That's HeroesHideoutNY.com. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the show. I know you're having a great time listening, but we'll be back in just a sec. I'm just here to tell you that you need to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. Why, you ask? 
because it's our merch site. We have tons of sweet merch on there in all different shapes and sizes, and you need to purchase some because your closet is lacking that Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast t-shirt that you know you've always wanted. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads and pick up any of our shirt designs. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. 
At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.